Welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program. Let's get started. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Today is December the 10th, Friday. It is one of those days, my friends. It's a day to kind of celebrate, but a day to sit back and say, really? Why are we even here in the first place? We'll start out with Omicron variant, the Africa variant of the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, 2021, and very soon to be 2022. You might recall gropey Joe Biden campaigned heavily, saying he was going to cure the coronavirus as soon as he got into office. He was going to have this magic method of making coronavirus go away. When it was his own lackey, well, not lackey, but this little weasel named Dr. Fufufufufuchi, who convinced the United States government to fund gain-of-function research at a lab in North Carolina, and then when they were getting close to being caught, transfer that gain-of-function research to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which happened to be located just down the street from a Chinese wet market. If you're not familiar with a wet market, it's this open-air market where you could have anything from fresh, maybe fresh, let's just say live animals, dead animals, butchered animals, fish, chickens, poultry, duck, lizard, vegetables, homemade crafts. It's just like an open-air market, but they call it a wet market because many of the items can be slaughtered on site for you. Supposedly, according to the Chinese, the initial lie was this coronavirus, which could never before be transmitted from an animal to a human, suddenly mutated on its own in a bat in a wet market. And someone either touched the bat or ate the bat or maybe Ozzy Osbourne was there and bit the head off of a bat. I don't know. But supposedly, this bat transmitted the first known case of the Wuhan China novel, meaning brand new, coronavirus, to a human being, and from there it spread. We now know that was a lie, even though for well over a year, Dr. Fuchi and his cohorts lied and said it was not gain-of-function research and that we had nothing to do with it. This biological terrorist weapon was developed by the Wuhan Institute of Virology, paid for with funds diverted from the National Institutes of Health and some other organizations in the United States. Your tax dollars created, invented the COVID. And guess what? They're still allowing this Fuji guy to go on television to go on the radio, to go in the newspapers and give his opinion. It would be like the guy who invented the H-bomb running around telling everybody that the H-bomb was not his invention. And now the Biden administration is so heavily invested in locking down the economy, keeping people at home. They had no choice but to allow kids to go back to school because the more time goes by, the more intelligent Americans understand what this is all about. 
By the way, this Wuhan, China novel coronavirus was never very deadly. They attributed motorcycle accidents to the COVID. They attributed people who died of heart attacks. Their deaths were called COVID deaths if they found one little COVID cell in their system. Science, follow the science, follow the science, they kept telling us. Well, the science kept changing day after day after day, shifting with the tide and shifting with the way the wind blows, especially when the Democrats and Biden decided, hey, we can politicize and weaponize this virus and use it against our own people in order to get Donald Trump out of office, to put our own people in office, and we'll lie and say we're going to cure it. We're going to cure something that has a less than 0.002% death rate amongst those who catch the virus and less than 0.003% of the U.S. population at large. Supposedly, we just learned about this Omicron Africa variant, right? It didn't appear. There was nothing ever said in the news about it before about one month ago, November of 2021. And they said there were a few cases of the South African variant that they named Omicron because they didn't want to piss off the people of Africa or the African-Americans in the United States by proving once again that nothing good comes out of Africa. The Omicron variant is highly transmissible, but not deadly, according to the World Health Organization and Dr. Fufufufuchi. You heard me correctly. TheHealthSite.com today has an article that says, Omicron COVID variant, highly transmissible, but not deadly, according to WHO and Dr. Fauci. In a statement, both the WHO and Dr. Fauci said that while the new variant Omicron is highly contagious, it is not as dangerous as, as it is believed to be. Wait a minute. This article was published this week. Arushi Baduri wrote in the healthsite.com the following. Here's the first sentence. I want you to put on your thinking caps for just a moment. Listen carefully to the words I am about to read to you and tell me if you have come up with the same conclusion that I have. The article begins, India has inevitably witnessed the first few cases of the new COVID-19 variant Omicron. While the world knows about COVID-19, for the past two years, there is not much to worry about this particular strain that has become a cause of concern in many countries. But why are health authorities so worried? Is the new variant more dangerous than the previous strains the world is familiar with? As concerns rise by the minute, more information has surfaced about the contagious strain. Reports have suggested that there is a spike in hospitalizations in South Africa. The situation, however, is not alarming, according to their president, Cyril Ramaphosa. Early data, you know, science scientific information, data. Early data on Omicron does not suggest that it is severe. According to Anthony Fufuchi, the so-called top U.S. infectious disease expert, 
Early evidence on the Omicron COVID-19 variant is a bit encouraging and does not show a high level of hazard. Though it's too early to make any definitive statements about it, Fauci said on CNN's State of the Union Sunday, it does not appear to be of a tremendous degree of severity. Well, if Biden was hanging his hat on Omicron to try and convince people that he needed to keep lockdowns in place and vaccine mandates going, even though the courts and the Congress have now said that the mandates are unconstitutional and unlawful, this will not be the way to do it. Fuchi says it's not that dangerous of a strain. Other scientific experts from around the world say that this Omicron variant could actually wipe out the worst strains. Maybe everybody should go ahead now and get COVID-19's Omicron variant. This is just my thought. Everybody should get it. Develop, since it's not dangerous, it's not deadly, develop your own natural immunity to it, and we'll stop with all this so-called vaccine crap. They aren't vaccines anyway, and we've discussed that on the program many times. The so-called vaccines from Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca and others around the world, those that dick around with your mRNA, they're not vaccines at all. They are man-made chemical warfare agents, just like the man-caused man-made Wuhan, China, novel coronavirus is a biological terror weapon. Oh well. Let's move on to something more encouraging for America. Jussie Smollett was found guilty of filing false police report for the hoax attack that he staged. According to ABC News, after 10 hours of deliberation, a Chicago jury has found washed-up actor Jussie Smollett guilty on five of six counts for filing a false police report related to the hoax racist attack he claims he suffered at the hands of two white MAGA hat-wearing Trump supporters. The Empire actor alleged that he was attacked, doused with an unknown liquid, had a noose placed around his neck, and was called racist and homophobic slurs by two white men wearing Make America Great Again hats on a late night in Chicago on a street. He maintained that he did not orchestrate the attack. He did not show any reaction as the verdicts were read. He could face up to three years in prison, though likely he will nearly face only half that amount and probably get off altogether because, well, you know, Chicago doesn't like putting black people in jail. And he ain't did nothing really bad. He ain't going out and murdered nobody. Right? <sighs> the verdict was a resounding message by the jury that Mr. Jussie Smollett did exactly what we said he did, said Special Prosecutor Dan Webb after the verdict was read. During my closing argument, I told the jury that I thought the evidence was overwhelming. And it was. Smollett exited the courthouse and refused to take questions from reporters. Webb called the guilty verdict complete vindication for the Chicago Police Department, 
Several officers testified during the trial. He was charged with six counts of felony disorderly conduct for allegedly filing a false police report. He was found guilty of all five counts relating to what he told officers immediately following the attack. The sixth count of which he was found not guilty related to further comments he gave to police two weeks after the incident. Personally, I think he should be charged with a hate crime. Only since it was a manufactured and orchestrated fake hate crime, he should get ten times whatever the sentence would normally be for a so-called hate crime of that nature. Of course, his lawyers, always seeking more and more money from campaign donations, or excuse me, from public donations to the Smollett Fund, they say they will appeal the verdict. That way they can bill more hours. He said Smollett was disappointed, but remains 100% confident he will win on appeal. The actual attorney, Nine Uche, said, We remain confident on appeal he will be cleared of all charges. This is an inconsistent verdict. I don't believe justice was done today. Well, of course you don't believe justice was done today. Another black gay man has been put in jail for lying, for claiming he was attacked by white men, for filing false police reports, for claiming a hate crime was perpetrated against him, when the only person who was there committing a crime was Jesse Smollett himself. He must really hate himself for being a gay black actor who was losing his job on a crappy TV show on a crappy network. Uchi said he had never seen a case like this where a person has gotten jail time. And he says, Jussie shouldn't because he's innocent. He is not innocent. He's guilty as sin. You might recall two friends and a possible gay lover of Smollett had been paid $3,500 each to stage a phony attack. The Usandario brothers... They say they were elated with the verdict and they thanked the prosecutor for taking on the case. You might recall back in March of 2019, the charges got dropped against Smollett, but a special prosecutor announced an indictment for the six disorderly conduct charges in February of 2020, where Smollett says, I is not bees guilty. I is not bees guilty. I did not attack myself or pays some black men to attack me and claims it was white means. The 39-year-old Smollett received widespread support in the wake of the attack. He made an emotional appearance at a concert in February 2019, but then word spread after authorities spoke to the Usandario brothers after they returned from overseas, and those two men said the attack was a hoax in which they were paid. Smollett was officially charged back on February 20th, but Chicago Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson said the attack was orchestrated because he was unhappy with his salary on the Fox TV show Empire and was about to get canned anyway. Jussie Smollett, another black man faking hate crimes against himself. No better than that Bubba fella behind the wheel of the race car who claimed racists hung a noose in a garage at Talladega Motorsports Speedway and that turned out to be a lie another BS false hate crime false racism story 
You see a pattern developing here? Well, we told you about it here, but the mainstream media, they want to drop this like a used condom, my friends. The BLM folks made a statement on Jussie Smollett, and they are proving that they are still the anti-cop sham organization that they claimed they were not. Black Lives Matter is a sham scam organization, and they further demonstrated this with their ridiculous statement in support of Jussie Smollett. They called the trial a, quote, white supremacist charade, unquote. They said they could never believe police. They don't care if Smollett perjured himself. The statement reveals that the only thing that matters to BLM is skin color. BLM did not have to provide any opinion or feedback regarding Smollett, but since they did, they should have at least condemned him for causing irreparable harm to those who suffer legitimate hate crimes. Instead, here's what BLM wrote after the trial. Quote, It's not about a trial or a verdict decided in a white supremacist charade. It is how about how we treat our community when corrupt systems are working to devalue their lives. In a abolitionist society, this trial will not be taking place and our communities will not have to fight and suffer to prove our worth. Instead, we find ourselves once again being forced to put our lives and our value in the hands of judges and juries operating in a system that is designed to oppress us while continuing to face a corrupt and violent police department who have proven time and time again to have no respect for our lives. Unquote. Let me break that down for you, folks. It's not about a trial or a verdict decided in a white supremacist charade. It's not a white supremacist charade. It is the United States of America's system of justice, our system of laws, our system of rules. He says... It's about how we treat our community when corrupt systems are working to devalue their lives. You devalue your own lives when you're shooting each other in the street over a crack rock or a hooker or just because you're animals and you just like to kill each other. He says in an abolitionist society, the trial would not be taking place. What do you mean? In an abolitionist society, black people can just run around, commit crimes, lie, and get away with it? Okay, that works on many Democrat-run cities right now. Works for them, doesn't work for the cities themselves. It says, instead we find ourselves once again being forced to put our lives and value in the hands of judges and juries operating on a system that is designed to oppress us. Stop. Stop with your bullshit and your lies, BLM. The system was designed long, long before you and your organization ever came along. The system was designed that if someone steals something, they're brought to trial, and if they're found guilty, they're jailed, incarcerated. They may have to pay a fine or restitution. If you think it's designed to oppress you, then tell your black lives to quit committing 95% of all the crimes in our country, despite being only 13% of our population. This is the United States of America, my friend. They're claiming corruption in the system is what convicted Jussie Smollett. The only system that is corrupt in this case is Jussie Smollett's honor system. 
If BLM can't find fault with those who are doing wrong, regardless of skin color, then BLM is not worth taking seriously ever again. I've never taken them serious from Jump Street, as they say. They're a useless organization. We'll be right back. Back to Jesse Smollett for just a moment. I wanted you to understand one very important thing here. Jesse Smollett's attacker and the mastermind behind his attack were convicted. Because it was him. He was his own attacker. It's kind of funny that the attacker and the victim are the same person. But it's clear to see. When he lied, paid people to stage the attack... He not only suffered whatever physical injuries occurred during that staged fake phony attack, he had to deal with the bumps and the bruises and the scrapes and the scratches. Guess what? He was also the attacker. Now he's going to pay the price, as he rightfully should. This is the Truth Hurts program. Now here's a story that should piss you off down to your very core. The Associated Press reports... New York City lawmakers pass a bill giving non-citizens the right to vote. Non-citizens in New York City would gain the right to vote in municipal elections under a measure approved Thursday by the New York City Council that would give access to the ballot box to over 800,000 green card holders and so-called dreamers. Only a potential veto from Mayor Bill de Blasio stood in the way of the measure becoming law, but the Democrats said he's not going to veto it. It's unclear whether the fight will face legal challenges. The council's vote was a so-called historical moment for an effort that had long languished, as it should. It should languish. No one who is here illegally should be able to vote in our elections. Councilman Francisco Moya, whose family hails from Ecuador, choked up as he spoke in support of the bill. He says, This is for my beautiful mother, who will be able to vote for her son. More than a dozen communities around the U.S. already allow non-citizens to cast ballots in local elections. Eleven towns in Maryland, two in Vermont. New York is the largest by far to give illegal voting rights to non-citizens. They won't be able to vote for Congress or members of uh, federal races or state elections or the governor or judges or legislatures or the president, thank God. But I'm sure that's coming. This will inflame the national debate over voting rights, particularly for some who assert that rampant fraud by non-citizens has taken place and will continue to take place in federal elections. Especially when you have people like Gropey Joe Biden bussing, training, vanning, and planing people across the country. Illegal immigrants placing dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands in certain areas to increase Democratic voting strength in certain areas. Last year, Alabama, Colorado, and Florida adopted rules that would preempt any attempt to pass laws like this one in New York City. And Arizona and North Dakota already have prohibitions on the books. The bill we're doing today will have national repercussions, said the council's majority leader, Lori Cumbo, a Democrat who opposed the bill. She expressed concerns that could measure, could diminish the influence 
of even African Americans, she said. Legally documented voting age non-citizens comprise nearly one in nine people of the city's seven million voting age inhabitants. The measure would allow non-citizens who have lawful permanent resident status for at least 30 days and those authorized to work in the U.S., including so-called dreamers, to help mayor get elected, city council get elected, borough presidents get elected, comptroller and public advocates get elected. It's no secret, 50 years down the line, when children look back at this moment, they will see the mistake that they made. Even if de Blabio de Blasio decided to veto the bill, there was enough support in the city council to override that veto. So of course, incoming mayor Eric Adams says he will support the bill. How would you like to be the incoming mayor, write a veto and then have it overridden immediately? It would make you look weak. Yes, they're eroding our democracy. They're degrading and diluting it. Sorry, folks, having a little trouble talking there. Degrading and diluting the power of legal citizens' votes by allowing these illegal measures to pass. This is the Truth Hurts program. USA Today had an article says, What is driving U.S. inflation to a 30-year high? The reasons and solutions are complicated. That's the title of the article. The answer is wrong. What is driving U.S. inflation to a 31-year high? Joe Biden's economic policies, programs, processes, and procedures. That's all you need to know. You don't need to go into a bunch of number crunching and analysis. Inflation is at a 31-year high, and Americans are feeling the pinch in every facet of their daily lives. Sure, there's been plenty of finger-pointing from both sides of the political aisle about who's responsible for the spiraling costs, but it's simply, clearly Joe Biden's economic policies. Even Biden himself acknowledged on Wednesday of this week that inflation hurts Americans' pocketbooks, and reversing the trend he claims is a top priority for him. And he claims that spending another trillion dollars on the infrastructure package and another five trillion, well, he said 1.75 trillion, but we all know the Build Back Better joke is going to be much more than 1.75 trillion. It's going to be five trillion. That is going to shrink the value of the dollar and create further and further inflation. While there are many reasons for higher grocery bills, they all trace back to Biden's mishandling of our economy. Labor shortages, Biden's fault. It's all due to lockdowns, draconian lockdowns that shut down the supply chain in the U.S., not to mention his piss-poor handling of international affairs. There have been some extreme weather events, but certainly not enough to cause empty shelves, Joe. Worker shortages at restaurants have pushed up wages. This was all by design. They said it earlier. If we can't get our $15 an hour one way, we'll get it another way. So they used, they weaponized, they politicized the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019. And then, after locking down restaurants and putting people out of jobs, they created the worker shortage. 
the spike in hotel rates, airline fares, etc. All Joe Biden's fault. The average price of a new vehicle hit a record $42,802 in September, which broke the old record of a month before of $41,528, according to J.D. Power. It is up over 19% from one year ago when Donald Trump was your president. And right after gropey Joe Biden took office, the average price of a car broke the $36,000 mark for the first time ever. Gas prices, they're way up. Thank you, gropey Joe, for shutting down pipelines and drilling. It's all his fault, but yet some people too stupid to understand and appreciate that fact are going to still stand behind gropey Joe, ancient Janet Yellen, Jerome Powell. Interest rates are on the rise, folks. They're coming. You better refinance while you can. That's all I can say about that subject. This is the Truth Hurts program where we tell it like it is. Opinions are expressly protected. Free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. That's all the time we have for this episode. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are free speech protected under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.